Welcome to Mind Your Small Business, a brand new podcast which makes starting or running a business easier. This week, we're going to chat about my favourite subject, marketing. I'm Gordon Rutherford from AXA, and this week I'm delighted to be joined by David J. Tovey and Carrie Rayner-Jones. David launched his business, Montees, just over nine years ago. Montees are retail purveyors of fine loose-leaf teas and tea paraphernalia. And as someone who loves a cuppa, I absolutely must check it out. Carrie's business is a little bit younger. Her company, Property Vault Estate Agents, launched just seven months ago at the beginning of this year. So, good morning, David and Carrie. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, As always, we're going to begin with some data. At AXA, we conducted some of our own research last year, just as the pandemic took hold. And one of the really interesting things that we discovered was that 30% of businesses think they will need help with their marketing efforts and 42% will need help in accessing new customers. So the stuff we're going to talk about today is pretty critical. You're both running small businesses and I, I mean, I do marketing in my day job um, with AXA and I can't imagine what it's like to run a small business on that basis. Um, But David, what do you find toughest about marketing your small business? Uh, mostly trying to make sure that it's cost effective, that you are aiming whatever marketing effort you are uh, doing to the people that actually are going to be ending up buying your product. Um, It's difficult as a small business and I really am a micro small business and I understand from the early days of uh, of sort of just opening, you you don't want to be spending money and it, it just being frittered away. And unfortunately, previous experience has led me to feel that on occasions you can spend an awful lot of money on advertising um, and it just disappears away into nothing and you've got no way of really calibrating to sort of say well I've spent X amount of pounds how much have I got back in return so making sure that I'm hitting the right number of people with whatever effort uh, whether that be money expenditure or just what I'm doing hits the right people uh, that that's the top priority and whilst having a shop and knowing that there will be Uh, local trade and there will be some tourist trade passing by that's helped to build up the business. When you get something coming along like business rates or something more extreme like a pandemic, you have to really be going much further afield than the market base that you have uh, currently got on your your doorstep. And and that's a really good point. You do need to be agile and flexible. Um, And of course, you know, every business had to to become super agile when the pandemic hit last year in some way, shape or form. And Absolutely. I mean, you know, having a shop in the high street is, is, you know, suddenly, you know, the world goes to lockdown and there's no footfall anymore and, there's, there, you know, there's no, the, the shop isn't open. So how did you cope with that? How did you, how did you adapt from a marketing sense? Uh, from the marketing point of view, I had already begun to up my game as far as social media was concerned, in that at the start of 2018, following uh, two different customers that were requesting uh, information about Plastic Free, uh, I, I took the business to be Plastic Free and, and, and changed, totally changed the method that I uh, not only packaged the, uh, uh, the loose-leaf tea, um, but also made sure that any marketing that I did was letting people know. That was a foundation that increased my internet part of the business, going from 4% of my overall turnover to 
17% of my overall turnover. So when the pandemic came along, it was what well, I need to make the most of this. And uh, that experience had given me more confidence with social media. So it was a case of, right, uh, what groups had I had, had I uh, been mentioned in to increase my uh, internet coverage? Well, it, were, it was plastic-free and U national UK plastic-free groups on Facebook uh, as one portion that I had been mentioned on that had opened up a new market. So I then realised that, well, hey, hang on, there were lots of other Facebook groups and, and the Plastic Free had given me more confidence to go and look. So I sorted out uh, groups that were in favour and following the likes of Loose Leaf Tea uh, and Tea generally. Uh, there are quite a few groups out there um, nationally as well as uh, globally. Uh, and it was a case of fine, whilst not all of them want you to be advertising your name left, right and centre, there were certain restrictions, but it certainly opened up other avenues for me to explore and realise that well, if I was going to invest anywhere in terms of my, my time or expenditure, that was the direction that really I ought to be aiming for, i.e. concentrating my effort uh, to a market that was already enthusiastic about the product that I was selling. OK, I mean, that's, that's a fantastic answer. And actually, part of that is, is a beautiful nod to the previous episode when we covered getting online the importance of that. And you spoke about how uh, your online business grew significantly, which allowed you basically to, you know, to keep going, I guess. Absolutely. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, during the pandemic, I, I mean, I mentioned before that my, my with Going Plastic Free, my internet sales went up to represent 17% of my business. Uh, during the pandemic, my internet business represented, uh, certainly for one of the months, 73% of my overall turnover came from internet sales, which was a huge uh, confidence booster and, and yes, keep going on and, and sending me further into that same direction uh, to keep going. No, thanks, David. That's, that, that's superb stuff. And turning now to yourself, Carrie, and you've launched an entirely new venture. I have, yeah. Uh, that that is, I guess, and I might be being naive here, dependent upon footfall. How have you approached the marketing issue? Uh, to be completely honest with you, uh, we haven't actually got a premise, so I am working from home at the moment, and uh, how I go about the marketing is primarily online, so it's via the website, it's on social media. I have quite a big presence on social media, so that's where I, I get most of the business from and I think social media side of things is as David says it's growing massively um, and so you know it's that's really my target and where I, I put all my attention to on that. Okay so even though it's a it's I guess a state agency as, as a traditional business a more traditional business you've actually adapted to take it wholly online. Exactly that, yeah, exactly. I mean, I think gone are the days of really where you need in a shop. Obviously, you do get the footfall, a certain amount of footfall, but primarily, more or less everybody now is online. And um, obviously, a premise is just, from my point of view, I think it's just an unnecessary expense and it's something that, with that money, I can put into marketing online instead. Okay, and, and again, another... A beautiful nod back to the previous episode when we spoke about the importance of getting online. So uh, this is actually working in, in, in so many ways quite beautifully. What's worked for you so far, Carrie? In terms of the marketing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, as I say, just um, 
being being on Facebook, Instagram has worked real wonders as well. And I mean, to be honest with you, I think that some people who are starting out do struggle to advertise the business. But what I would say is consistency is absolutely key when you're online or when you're using Facebook or social media or anything like that. Some, I think some businesses try to start it and then they think, oh, well, I'm not really getting anywhere with it. But the key word is consistency. You've got to be consistently posting and keeping kind of the audience, you know, engaged all of the time. And also, you know, I have spent a little bit of money on paid advertising, but you've got to ensure that the company or the individual that you are paying to advertise are able to put your business actually in the direction of your target audience. You know, there's no point aimlessly spending money on advertisement when the audience is not going to be interested in what you have to offer, especially when you're starting out, you're on limited funds. So it, it is crucially important to ensure that you're targeting the correct audience. Okay. And you obviously are a lawyer to trade. Well, I'm saying obviously it's not obvious, but you are a lawyer to trade, and I know that. Um, how have you managed to get up to speed with what was required from a marketing perspective when you started your business? Uh, well, I I had an idea beforehand. I mean, I did a lot of research on this, and I thought to myself, obviously, the 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 street kind of area is dying out people aren't going into the street as much and things that are moving online so I effectively just put all of my research into making a good website and getting I mean this the website that I had created has been it's taken well it's taken six months we've only just gone live with it so since me starting the business up to now that website has been created and I've just put in effort into having it amended and tweaked so it's absolutely you know it really hits the nail on the head with what it what the business does and what we offer so instead of putting my marketing attention to actually physically meeting people I've put it into trying to market it again online as you say it goes back to what you did previously but that that's where my attention's been just to the online market and obviously eventually once I've got people you know in interested then going to to meet with them in person okay thanks Carrie and you know turning back to yourself David you mentioned at the outset that finding the right audience at a cost effective rate was absolutely critical when it came to marketing your business you know how 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 do you do that how do you actually find uh the right balance between what you spend and what you can expect to get back that's such an unknown quantity uh it's a question of how much can you afford to 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 spend in the first place so from a budgeting point of view it was essential as to well what what were the my priorities what was i prepared to spend uh, and what did i know of where was my money going to be going now initially uh, i'd had all sorts of um, prompts coming through to advertise or promote various uh, postings through facebook etc uh, and it was no, I'm, I'm, I'm still too wary of that. Is that going to really hit the right market or whatever? Um, I needed to be very careful about what I was spending. And in the end, I decided that um, I'm now on to my third website. And, and what Caroline was saying that, yes, a website is so important. Um, I, I, I did the first one. Uh, when I realized that I was going to be taking online payments, I then said, 
um, okay, I have worked for larger companies where we have a marketing department, uh, buy department, sales department, PR, you know, all the rest of it. But I have to do everything. But I, I have other things to be aware of and, and take care of. So I outsourced it. Um, through doing that, I had advice and help through the web host, uh, who was great at guiding me as to what content I should have uh, that w that people would pick up on. So not only was I trying to organise where I should make my adverts, of me doing researching online to see what different Facebook groups there were uh, and what other interests might be out there, I was also at the same time honing my website to make sure that, well, people from the those groups once I'd found the groups were going to be coming to our website and Facebook page and find information of interest uh, that was easy to navigate that was going to be uh, not too cluttered um, it, it's very easy to assess what other people uh, uh, have in their websites and think no that's not a good one or well that's okay and that feature is quite nice so the money that I was spending on marketing or my marketing budget was more towards putting into and investing in a a very good website rather than uh, spending money on advertising to promote certain uh, posts that I may be, may be making and, th and that's where I, I stand at the moment in, in terms of well I stand more by the website and then just putting uh, as again Caroline said consistent posts into these other groups uh, to make sure that people don't forget about me. Okay, thanks, David. And obviously, Montes has been going for nine years now, so you know, so you're obviously doing something right in that regard. Um, I hope so. Yes, indeed. <laughs> uh, sadly, I, I um, uh, very, uh, very quite footfall after after the pandemic, and uh, there have been days. I think I was having a, a rainy, very quiet day when I'd done six years, and and uh, with the background of, of juggling numberless uh, that I have, um, I updated a few. Spaces sheets uh, which I keep up to date so I, I, I can sort of say well okay it's taken nine years but I have sold enough loose leaf tea to make in that period of time over uh, two point well over 2.1 million cups of beverage uh, and sadly Brilliant. again if you made all those cups and, and put them brim to brim from my front door uh, they'd lead you to Birmingham uh, where <laughs> I used to live so it's an interesting fact that <laughs> may sound yeah it's great you know that's unusual but my golly when I actually marketed that information it's got a sense of humor there it's a wow really oh well he's not a two-bit organization then he's obviously done something significant so again whilst it may seem a great opportunity to spend five minutes it's it's information that's invaluable for making it a marketing opportunity um, in the same way that other things that, 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 that I've done have been the same way of, uh, right, this is an opportunity to spread the message, to give a different type of piece of information out to maybe the various groups that I'm posting into. Superb. I mean, I, I love that. Um, and I guess that, you know, another question that a lot of people will be thinking about who are listening to this podcast and considering starting a business is, when they think about advertising, and, and obviously when you read about advertising in the media, you know, it, people talk about it as a multi-billion pound business and how much it costs to run an ad, you know, at halftime in the Super Bowl and things like that. And, you know, that that can be off-putting for people. Is there, is there kind of a, a ballpark figure that a small business should be thinking of setting aside for advertising in their startup year? I was... Uh... Yeah, a bit worried you were going to ask that sort of question. 
Um, I think it's uh, it needs to be realistic to what money you have got to spend uh, and to prioritise accordingly. Yes, uh, spending on advertising, uh, straight marketing is very important, but advertising and marketing are really two different things. And I found that I have, along the way, learnt a great deal. I have uh, uh, made many mistakes. Uh, advertising these days, in today's world, in what is printed press, uh, is not a media that people are paying attention to in the same way that they may have done a few decades ago. Um, I think, if anything, to spend money on advertising, it's in the areas of where new technology is. Um, I'll, I'll give an example by that, if I may, in that in 2012, the then UK Tea Council reckoned that the age group drinking the most loose-leaf tea in the UK was actually, I'd like to think it was my age group, but it's not, a 24 to 35-year-olds. Now, with that sort of information, loose-leaf tea, you really would think it was the much more senior members of the community that, that may be drinking loose-leaf. But when you're marketing to that sort of age group, you have to bear in mind that they aren't necessarily reading adverts in magazines, newspapers, etc. Uh, they're actually uh, paying attention to what social media uh, um, applications they are using, whether it be on their phone or iPad or laptop. Um, so that was a guide to, well, if I'm going to be spending my time and therefore money that's in the direction that I needed to spend and it was well uh, how much does it cost right how much can I can I afford with all the other overheads that I, I have and I think whilst it's important to invest in marketing it's more important to appreciate that you have other priorities in your business that perhaps have to have a, uh, uh, a significant think about before you go spending anything at all. I mean, that's that gold-plated advice uh, to focus on the audience um, and to target towards those who, who will ultimately want to buy your product. Um, Absolutely. Carrie, turning to yourself, you have set a business up in a sector that is notoriously highly competitive. Um, you yeah. will have competitors at the top end of the market who do have marketing budgets that run to seven figures, undoubtedly. Yeah. How do you ensure that your business can effectively compete with them and stand out from the crowd? Well, as we touched on, um, obviously, I, I am a qualified property lawyer. So in my business, how I've tried to niche my business is that we are an estate agents, but we're also property lawyers as well. And basically, we can advertise a property for sale, negotiate on that property, and hopefully, obviously, try and sell the property. And it's at that point that your usual estate agent kind of finishes their job as soon as they've sold it they do the memorandum of sale and effectively they're kind of they're done whereas from our point of view we understand the transaction from even when that when that board goes to saying sold we understand the transaction from that point to right through to completion right through to when it goes to the land registry to be registered in the new buyer's name and how i've niched it is that we can assist in that area so and i've found that a lot of clients have come to me because, uh, as a result of that because they, they feel that they get a, a fully rounded service in that if they've got any questions along the way about any contracts or um, whether they want to hold it as joint tenants or tenants in common or any kind of advice from a legal perspective, 
I on the business is able to assist them and through word of mouth that's you, you know that's become a real niche and kind of a selling point in comparison to obviously big business big estate agents who you know have got a lot of money to put into the marketing um as you say the seven figures and things like that they don't offer the uh, the legal side so that's kind of where um where i'm playing really okay um great answer and again you know stellar advice for anyone who's thinking of starting a business and and especially in a sector who uh, they might be prepared to enter that is um, a pretty crowded competitive sector. And exactly. I think what you've done uh, phenomenally... You've got to find the niche. Totally. And, and you've done that phenomenally well by positioning yourself as, you know, as a lawyer with that level of expertise as opposed to somebody who is just, you know, you know, punting houses, really. Exactly. Uh, you know, yeah. which is which is very, very clever, really uh, amazing way to go about it. Um, Carrie, just staying with you, what advice would you give to someone who's struggling to advertise their business? What advice would I give them? For someone who basically who is struggling to advertise a business, again, as I said earlier, consistency is absolutely key. Posting on, to begin with, for a starting business, you need to be on social media. That's how you just get the word out there. So posting on social media consistently and also spending a little bit of money on paid advertising um but again you've got to you need to know who your your audience is so when you're starting the business you need to say in your head right who am i going after am i going after you know younger people or the senior community or you need to you really need to nail who who it is or it may be from you know 18 right up to uh, 70 years old etc so it's about knowing who, who your audience is and really attacking the audience. And you don't need to have, I know for a fact, because I've done it, you don't need to have a big amount of money to start to start up a business. Even from a marketing perspective, you do need a little amount, but social media is free. And I know I keep saying that word, but it is it's it's really it's where a small business needs to start and then from that you know you can migrate into paying a lot of money to get a website done and and things like that and i mean i know that some people as well when they're starting out uh, the nerve you are nervous at the beginning to voice your business you know you you're kind of coming out with this idea and you're hoping that people back it and think that yeah that that's a good idea and there is a niche for that and it's a good business and i think a lot of people are scared of well they have a fear of being rejected basically whether it's from the friends or people close to them and all i would say is to have courage in your conviction and know that your business is good and it's what people need and just to go for it, you know, market it to the to the full extent, plaster it all over Facebook, all over Instagram and really give it its all. Um, one of my favourite sayings is fortune favours the brave. So just, just go for it. Okay, I mean, what an amazing answer. And, I mean, what I love is that you're both coming at this from a slightly different places, completely different businesses, uh, completely different levels of maturity as as small businesses, um, but you've both you've both said something that's very similar in terms of understanding your audience and targeting towards them, which is which is really cool. Um, coming back to yourself, David, I mean, obviously nine years 
uh, you, you've been doing uh, a lot of marketing in that time. What would you say, and you actually touched on this earlier when you said you, you haven't always got it right. What would you say has been uh, the biggest mistake you've made in marketing? Um, and, and you know, how could you avoid others, you know, taking this journey, uh, making the same mistake? The biggest mistake I've made in marketing is, uh, I would say, lack of confidence as to going in a direction that I felt I ought to be going in uh, without having confidence that another direction, whilst may seem a bit risky, um, is is going to fall on on uh, deaf ears and, and be regarded as uh, uh, stupid or silly or whatever. Um, so although in the early days I did utilise local uh, a local business that um, uh, to advertise in a, a magazine that came around monthly, um, in, in in hindsight I think the money that I spent with that um, I could have put into other areas because I was too naive about social media. I was reluctant to dip my toe in the water of uh, um, the world of the web. Uh, it, it despite being an, an XIT guy in the early days, it was it was a a more personal um, area that uh, I was stepping outside my comfort zone. Uh, starting the whole business was stepping outside my comfort zone, uh, and I I would sort of reiterate the words again that no ha have confidence um yes mistakes will happen uh be yourself um do what you think is right uh and uh, follow your your instincts uh, that way you can have the confidence behind it the passion behind it uh and i think it will reap rewards um I, uh, you know the, the, uh, another example is that or you know should i have a sense of humor in business and uh, uh or, or not i any at buying off the internet a chocolate teapot one year and had it in the window with a sign saying and nothing else just this chocolate teapot saying with grateful thanks to the ambassador mexican ambassador ambassador in london for this circa 1462 chocolate uh, aztec teapot uh, and it happened to be on april the first and i wasn't connected to social media at that time and the lady who then had a florist next to me came in and she, she'd taken a photo and put it on a local Facebook group and she said, you will not believe there's already been a couple of hundred likes on what I have posted about your teapot. Uh, and it was okay, it was a bit of a risky direction to take, uh, but sometimes you've got to take a risk. Uh, have confidence. Outstanding answer again. We've reached that point in the podcast where, where I kind of wrap it up and give people takeaways. There has been absolutely so many takeaways to take away from this particular episode i mean the the stuff you just you just spoke about there you know both you and Carrie have spoken about confidence and courage and that's i mean that's essential not only for marketing i think that's essential when you go out on your own anyway and you, you launch your own business um but particularly so in marketing if you're not confident about what you have to sell and you don't have the courage to go out there and do it, you're, you're going to struggle to succeed. Um, I think the humour thing is amazing. I think people buy uh, humour and they buy a human approach. And I, and I think no matter uh, what you do, I think you, you, should be, you should be trying to inject a degree of that and putting a smile on people's face because people buy things that they like people buy things that make them smile and and really you people you know brands shouldn't be afraid to do that more often 
Um, I love the thing, the example you gave us, David, about the, you know, using the kind of social proof about 2.1 million cups and, and stretching all the way to Birmingham and things like that. It helps people understand, A, that you're a serious business, you know, you're, you're quite heavy hitting, um, but it also makes people, uh, again, you know, it makes them smile and, and they can imagine that. And I love that. Um, the, the, I think the big takeaway for people is, uh, you know, and I think when you set a business up, one one of the one of the things you do is I don't want to to limit myself. I don't want to put myself in a box because it might limit uh, the the aspiration that I have. I might not I might not turn over as much if I only aim for one niche. But but after you know after a little while, you realise that focusing on your niche audience is absolutely critical because then you can target and be specialist in that. No one serves an entire market of every demographic and every age. No one does. Um, and I think the other thing that, that, that I really liked was uh, that Carrie spoke about was in a crowded marketplace, you can still successfully market your business by focusing on what makes you special. Find your niche you know, you spoke about being a lawyer. Uh, so you're offering much more and a much greater understanding of the whole end-to-end process than... Could I just add something Yeah, of course well, you can. Just really, really briefly. Yeah. Um, when I started out, obviously six months ago, I, w- I, was comp- I was so nervous. I really didn't know how it was going to go. And as you said as well, David, it is kind of a crowded market, the estate agency market. So I was up against it. I mean, I've got competitors round near me that have been established for before I was even born. So, um, but something that I am really proud of is that this week, actually, the business turned six months old. And in that time, we have had just under three million pounds worth of properties on our books, which is outstanding. So if I if somebody could have told me when I started out that you would have had that in six months time, I would never I'd have never have believed them. So my best advice to anybody who is starting is just to have the confidence in what you, you believe you, you've got in a business and to just go for it. Don't be scared, go for it. Wow, I mean that's amazing and inspirational, you know. And and you're right, and that's what that's what this series is about. It's about giving people the tools and and I guess the inspiration and the courage to just go for it. Exactly. Um, all that's left to say today is a massive thank you uh, for outstanding contributions to David J. Tovey from Montes and to Carrie Rayner Jones from Property Vault Estate Agents. David, how can people find your business? Uh, I think the best way is to go to the website, which is uh, www.montes, that's M-O-N-T-E-A-S dot co dot UK. Uh, and from there, they can click on uh, a link for Facebook and Instagram. And uh, whilst you're moving to the Facebook and Instagram one, have a really good look at the photos. And um, hopefully it will be an enjoyable experience, if nothing else. <laughs> I'm doing it immediately after this uh, this recording. Um, and Carrie, how do people find your business? Again, uh, similar to David, so via the website, which is www. 
property-vault.co.uk and again once you go on there you scroll down the page it says latest news and it filters all my posts from my Facebook page so you, you know you can keep up to date on all the latest posts that are going on there and there's a link to the Instagram page as well Twitter and LinkedIn so just to check it out there's some really interesting posts and properties are going on there all the time and um, some really nice properties as well with a lot of character so uh, yeah just to check us out and any questions to give us a call and we'd be happy to speak with you excellent again thank you to both of you um and if you enjoyed this episode you can subscribe to the series via your usual podcast app if you want to find out more about the Mind Your Small Business series, you can do so at www.axa.co.uk forward slash podcast. And you can also get loads of brilliant small business advice from AXA's Business Guardian Angel site, which is at www.axa.co.uk. Next week's episode is about that dreaded subject, tax. It's scary, but that makes it even more critical that you understand it. So join me and another couple of special guests for that. We look forward to welcoming you and thanks again.